everybody, and welcome back to another episode of True Chat, Today's Temperature. I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds, and here we are. Today's temperature causes for something a little bit different. As we have been dabbing into a lot of the different things that have been contributing to violence and unease that we see out here on our streets today. It had me to take a trip back in time, back to my high school, to kind of talk about things, some traumatic things that happened to me, starting with me. Here I am back in Chicago. Now I go from Chicago to the next experience was high school for me in uh, a place called Piney Woods, Mississippi. Now, the purpose of this this recall was to show you all how to begin healing from traumatic experience. Also, to show you how some people deal with what actually is a traumatic experience, but are unable to see it as such. Also, to allow friends to share their stories, as well as give you listeners a more balanced perspective. It also is an opportunity to allow people to Share who and where they were at that time, from staff to students. A lot of people decided to not show up for this conversation, not knowing that it promotes change in the narrative at Piney Woods School. Changing the narrative so such a school can change the narrative as it relates to inclusion. You can't accept Africans into a school and then bad mouth or ban Muslim practices. Just the same as you shouldn't expect to not be dealing with same gender loving students when you have dorms and hormones raging out of fucking control. Come on. So do we step back, have these difficult conversations and adjust the things that don't work on anymore? Or do we just throw the baby out with the bathwater? Who are we? In this particular discussion, you'll hear from two of my good friends, Tamisha Beeman and Howard Bradford. Let's go. Get up, get up, get up, get up. I wrote my, my uh, essay... It was accepted, but I was put on a waiting list. And while mm-hmm. I was on the waiting list, I ended up getting into some trouble in Chicago. And they called me the same weekend I got into the trouble to tell me that I have been, I'm now able to come. Did I still want to come? Mm-hmm. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm out. <laughs> the trouble that I got into Turns out that this girl was all about trouble, so they let me go. So I came. Mm-hmm. I was free to go to Piney Woods, and there, what my life changed. So much changed for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you all think about the things that changed when you left? The things that you left? How things changed because you left? You mean left home? Yeah. Yeah. I think of a lot of things that changed when I left. For me personally, um, the dynamic of our family changed because my brother and I were six years apart. So literally, 
you know, it seemed like we both felt like we were only children because there was such a, a big gap um, between us, you know, and I had gone to, to Mississippi for sixth grade and then I went to Piney Woods and then I was off to college. Um, so it was like we only lived together um, on evenings, um, on weekends, I'm sorry, on summers and holidays. Um, so, uh, but then I regretted that. I wish we had more time when he got killed. It was like, I missed out on a lot. Um, but we used to bump heads a lot when I would come home. Cause it was like you here and things change, you know, um, or I got to do things he didn't because I was older. So we actually bumped heads, uh, quite a bit. Um, and then it would just all seem so messed up when he died. It was just like I, I felt like I missed out on a lot of opportunity that we were should have had to spend time together and be together. And uh, it just we just we just couldn't. So, what about you, Howard? Do you feel like uh, things changed when you left? Uh, yeah. Well. I don't know change, but I, I guess I would say almost like on the like maybe like there's regrets and there's more like along with the, the sibling thing too as well because it's just me and my sister. I was adopted, but she was, you know, they had her after they had me. And I don't know, just not being able to like not being raised with her and like really getting to know her, you know, because I was in Mississippi my whole life, like pretty much. Like at Pine Woods, <laughs> and then when I came, after I Pine Woods, I was at Tougaloo for a year and then I went home, they joined like the military and then I was gone, you know what I mean? So like I never like really even got to like bond with her, be closer because of the fact that I was at Piney Woods. I mean, now as adults, we're finally bonding and catch up. But there's like a whole lot that we don't even like know about each other, and we're like brother and sister. But it's because of that. It's not necessarily regret, I guess, but it would have been nice to yeah. be raised with her in a sense, I guess. How does it like? It, do y'all find it difficult to uh, create a bond when you came home or when you like? Now that you, when you did get the opportunity, did you find it difficult? Not well, not really. I mean, not now. I think I was in a different place too. I think the place I'm in now, not at all by any means. And also, she did have like a, a brief like cancer scare, and I think that's what sort of like triggered some of the man. You know, we better like you know life's too short type thing. We better like you know make this bond now. Just I mean, not just in case, but. Just because, like, you know, I don't know. But that brought us a lot closer than after that. We've been, like, thick as thieves, you know what I mean? So. What was the most difficult memory or the thing that might have hurt you the most at Piney Woods? One of your most difficult memories? I think when I first got there, I was shy. I think that was, like, I guess it was the most difficult memory. But, like, when I was, when I got there in seventh grade, I went home for eighth grade because I got suspended for breaking the, the window at Merrimack. The dorm, the dorm window on accident or whatever, but and then I came back ninth, ten. So by when I came back ninth, I think I was still shot. But like tenth round, tenth grade, I think is when I finally came out of that shell. And I think the choir and stuff sort of has something to do with that. Maybe I don't know. So I don't think I was really shy in the court. Howard at all? <laughs> you are popular. Okay, but he like he maybe uh, baseman in the quartet like what? <laughs> no, but I mean when I, when I got there, I was like I was young. I was like but like I said probably twelve, and I was like shy. I remember having to sneak up in front of like you know the 
like on Sunday, get up there and they just make you like read scripture and stuff. And I would almost have like a anxiety attack. <laughs> I was like, I like I remember one time like literally like just being up there and then I couldn't even like read like you see in the movies and I was just like, and then they like okay it's okay you can I was just like, yeah I mean it's not a dramatic but it was just I just remember being hella shy for like years and then it just went away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about you, Demisha? What's your what's your worst memory or most difficult time? Uh, I don't I don't know. There, I have had a difficult time, um, but it wasn't directly related to me. I didn't know how to react within the situation. Um. So. I guess okay, so I guess what what another difficult thing for me was um all my life I felt like I was compared to Nikki, my cousin. Or not even just just all all of my cousins. Like my dad would be like, Don't you think I wanna be proud of you for this? Or compare me to um other cousins and I would come up uh, short. So I think for me being in Nikki's shadow was kind of difficult. It was mm-hmm. good for me because I wanted, you know, I, I wanted to do well. So I, you know, I made sure I was on the honor roll and things like that. So it inspired me to reach a higher level. But at the same time, you know, that comparison wreaked havoc on my self-esteem, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sister was a beast though too. So I would, I mean, that by and next like, she was in my class. I mean, she was like top of everything. I mean, like top of yeah, or top of like SATs. Like she, yeah. she was like yeah, a beast. she had the highest grade in the whole school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <She> was, <laughs> they had like the perfect couple, and then was, I don't know, like her and it wasn't a Victoria Shed. It was like always like I don't know. They would be like couple. You know, I don't know. They were just like the. I thought I was popular, but I think they were just like like good popular. I think I was just I don't know, like silly popular. <laughs> silly popular. They were good popular and silly popular. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning that that there's different types of popular right now. Right. I mean, who's to me? <laughs> I was a class clown. I've always been silly. Even not, even in my shyness, I've always been silly. But she was like. Like um, the, the, she didn't get whoopings and stuff. You know what I mean? She probably never got one whooping the whole time she's at the woods. I mean, she was almost like I don't say perfect, but she yeah. probably the closest thing to perfection I remember. I'm talking about her cousin. I ain't nobody talking about Victoria. Victoria. Well, to me, she can tell you that that, that Nikki was perfect. <laughs> no, I know, but, but I'm just saying. But that's just but we all thought Victoria was perfect. But and and then when I, I remember when I first. Saw her cry. I thought it was one of the worst things. Yeah, we were in uh, uh, what was that hall? That that hall over there, down down. Loopy, uh, Lake Cottage. Yeah, Lake Cottage. I thought she was more like Nikki's, like understudy to me. I don't think she, they were on the same level. Paul, I think she was like, I think Nikki was like a little bit above her. I think she sort of just like maybe got to like ride her coattails a little bit. I don't know. That's me, but mm, I don't even think I remember that. And Cherry and Dee Dee and Thais, they were all like good friends. Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, they sat at the same table but, most of the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. I sat there every 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 few months when I get back with theirs, I'll sit there for a minute. <laughs> 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 you all remember your uh, some, uh the most uh positive or the happiest time that you had, one of the best memories you had? Um Joe, I guess I just don't have those really clear memories of Piney Woods like that. I can't say that there was a specific time when it was just like the best time. I, I have a lot of good memories, but you know, I can't I can't think of one where I'm like, oh, that was the best memory I had at Piney Woods. Which one? I know I had good times and I had good friends. Do you, um, does anything stand out? Does anyone stand out? I think for me, um, I think just like, as crazy as it sounds, being in the choir and going on tour, I I really, really enjoyed those opportunities. I remember we met that attorney. Oh, yeah, um, in Florida. Yes. 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 And I remember um, just... uh, we just had a lot of fun with the choir and things like that. Um, so I think th- those type of things stand out. Oh, when 60 Minutes came, you know, I was so geeked because we oh, were on TV. Like, oh, my God, we have TV. So, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I was really excited when um, we took the ACT because I got the, the first time we took it, I got the highest score in the 10th grade. So, you know, I thought I was the shizzing then. Like, oh, I got the, the whole 10th grade. <laughs> but, you know, like little stuff like that where, you know, it's like a feel-good moment, but, it, it, you know, it's just, it's a lot of those, you know, just peppered throughout the entire time I was there. Mm-hmm. It's not one specific thing. I'm like, oh, this was the the best one. Just because one of my worst experiences was with McLeod <laughs> does not mean I do not appreciate and know how much that fucking choir did for all of us. Yeah. That that right there, like who she is, like her her skills, yeah, can never be taken away and can never be denied. Yeah. To this day, I'll talk about her. Anytime I talk about her, I always do both. Because of that, and I always and but you know what, with my voice now, and how I see like people receive me, had I had she been someone different that I could trust, I would be way gone by now. No doubt, she used to ask me just like she got you, and encouraged you to be. Uh, in the uh, quartet, Howard. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, that wasn't, like something, that wasn't something you signed up for. She pulled you out for that, if I remember. She pulled you out for that. Yeah, for some reason, yeah. I don't, right. She, she yeah. came to me, and I was like, I ran from her because I didn't trust her. I didn't I didn't like her, I didn't trust her, and I didn't want to be around that. And so one day I was, uh, I called myself, I was not called myself, but I was on my, I was on the way home and I was singing and I was listening to my voice and just thinking about a lot of the, like my favorite instrument is the voice. I love to hear when, when we're playing and we, the different, we're in these different rehearsals and I'm getting to hear all of these singers as I'm playing for them. 
I'm back there like all these emotions go through me. I feel so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm so touched. And I think it, it, it made me sad. I was driving home and I was like, damn, I wish that I could have been who I am now then so that I could have gotten it, you know? But Yeah. So that, um, I love those trips. I still remember like, like, yo, we learned a lot from, from that. A lot. Mm-hmm. I suppose we had like technology like we do now. Cause like, you know, funny thing is we especially if we did. You can't capture none of that. Like, so even like some old quartets and I'm like, man, I, we did like a lot of performing. We won like a lot of state competitions too. And I'm like, I have none of that to like, none of that. <laughs> like to share or to be like, oh, this is your dad back in the day. Well, you know, and it's it's filmed somewhere. Trust me, it's somebody. Well, had um, it. they it's on, it's on tape. Miss McLeod had. She, she's a hoarder and she keeps on. But she had <laughs> them on. She had them on tape. You know what I mean? And we would listen to them like afterwards. And it's crazy, like listening to the tape. It's like that's us. And I was like. Mm. And all the acoustics and stuff, it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. But you don't have that, you know, now. And there's, that's just lost. I mean, not lost in your memory, but there's no physical proof of it, which sort of sucks. Right. We, you know, right. These days, now the court, yeah, you can see those Facebook, I, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have my favorite times were winning the track meets. Okay. <laughs> those are my favorite times. Like going off for those because they were more happy and about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The other ones, I, I, you know, the choir trips, I definitely enjoyed those too. But if I had to choose between the two, I would definitely be the track. But it stood out to me the most. Yo, I was winning everything. What I was well, you were, yeah, but I was saying track was whack. I mean, I ran it off season just across <laughs> yeah, country. Was- <laughs> I, I ran all year I round, man. Being, I remember the trips being like fun at all. I mean, it was, I mean, it's like, they were just dry to me. It wasn't like, you know, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, it was, it was extra special for me. Man. Okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. let y'all figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. yeah. Figure yeah. that one out. <laughs> I got, already figured that out. Bro. And I was, and I was winning first place. Stop playing games. Yeah. You now, shit. You yeah. won that nine days. You know, we all won it nine days. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was no track runner either by any means, so. But how was you winning then? You were still well. No, I mean I was running winning across country a lot better, but I was no but distance. Was, I was a I was a distance run. I wasn't no sprinter. And then they they made me do like the was it the one lap around and I just you I wasn't the, designed to sprint. Two laps, you did the four laps around. Did yeah, you, the one mile and the and the one mile, the relay. Right. That's the one lap relay. And we won all the time. What are you talking um, about? We won. I don't remember that. <laughs> But you would have, we would have points. You would, oh. you were guaranteed oh. for the team. Oh, so at least that's how I counted. Like I already knew who was gonna make points. Okay, Toy was gonna bring ten. I'm gonna bring ten, and Yaka may bring eight, anywhere between eight and ten points. I can count on her between eight and ten points. So we mm. got this team right here. That's how I used to count them up. Like we gonna win this meet, you know. But anyway, that was that was my thing. Well, all of them were runners too, even cross country and track. You know, yeah. I was just, Coach Neil was just like, "Oh, you're getting fat off season, so you need to." Uh... <laughs> I didn't want to run cross country. You need to run, tra- you need to run, run track. Country. I didn't either. I was, try- I was trying out for basketball, and then they were like, "Okay, you got to run these laps." And then I was like, "All right, so I'm no hustling, trying to." And he was like, "Uh, I think I was a better runner than I was a basketball player." So they were like, "Yeah, no cross country." I was like, what? I ain't even trying out for cross country. I'm trying to play basketball. <laughs> 
do you all have anybody that influenced you the most at Pinewood? That truly yes. influenced you? I, I bet you I can name who your influence was. Who was mine? Carla Kirkland. That's yes. what I guess. Yeah. Now, now that you say that, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I like her daughter. <laughs> yeah. I still talk to Carla Kirkland. Yeah. Like I, I've gone to her house. I've gone to her business. She's met my kids. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Me, she balanced. She was the balance of my experience. Like, she I remember was her. always unconditionally the same person. Always mm-hmm. loved you. You know what I'm saying? No matter. She, she probably paddled me too, but yeah, she was cool. I really liked her. She was. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> one person that I remember that will always be like, thank you, thank you, creator, thank you, God, for put place in her here. She she was definitely needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More than just our teacher, you know. Let me tell y'all a funny story. So, compared to my cousin, you know, I was a square for sure. And we went to spend a weekend with Miss Kirkland, right? With Carla Kirkland. <laughs> Nikki went out, and I didn't go because I, I wasn't okay. Whereas, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. That. She woke me up to go to church. And I'm like, why you not waking Nikki up to go to church? Why I got to go to church? She was like, she never came home, honey. I was like, what? <laughs> she never came home. Was this on post? You know, what? She lived, oh, did she live like in Jackson or did she live like? She lived in, she lived in Ridgeland. And I would go to, I would go home with her on the weekend frequently. Like I went home with her frequently on the weekend. And this time Nikki went too. <laughs> but Nikki uh-huh. went out and didn't come back. <laughs> Probably me. And, get, and Jennifer Johnson went with them. I was like, how are you going to take Jennifer with you and don't take me? But then. I mean, I mean that with Richard. And I was like, I, who was she dating? <laughs> she was dating Sweat. She wasn't dating Richard. Richard Did she date him was though? gone. Who? Damn, is Richard Fryson? Richard Fryson. Yeah. She dated okay. him my freshman year. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I remember. Yeah. You said what? You said Joy? I said I do not remember these people. <laughs> you remember well, Richard Price was in the quartet. I remember his brother. I remember Richard because I really liked his voice. I liked him. Okay. He's a second tenor. You know, I think he was. Swack? You don't remember Swack? He looked like a, a grasshopper. Oh, you talking about Richard? I remember the name, but I can't remember the face. He had a brother. She looks like a grasshopper. I don't know how to describe. Is he from the Virgin Islands? No. No, I like swag. What kind of name is? I want to say his name was Maurice or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, was it? Was they Bill Maurice and Mark? Like Marcus Williams? Oh, that's one thing. No, no, he wasn't Russell or Marcus. I remember them clearly. He wasn't one of them. Those dancing brothers. (laughs) Yeah, right. Hammer pants. That's all I remember, boozy, boozy, oh, hammer pants. <laughs> Dang, that's I, was, I just really didn't know what she saw. Well, I didn't know what she saw in a lot of her her boyfriends. And I don't. She could have. Yeah, we're not even gonna go there. Howard, who was your most influential person? Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably like the, the tear between, like the conflict I even told you, like between probably. Coach Neal and Miss McLeod, maybe. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think just because I don't know, I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really, you know, like so, like social too many. I wasn't like teachers baby by any means. I don't think, but uh, probably them, like like Coach Neil, just because I mean, like a coach, and I don't know, and Miss McLeod, because that's you know the choir and the cross country thing. I think my time was like split between them two, so. I think she would yeah. probably be mine. And everything is not always why just because they you're most influential don't mean that there was it was a good thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It could be oh. like you learn a lot of lessons through adversity. And a lot of times throughout my life I've learned most of my the lessons that I've learned, the best lessons were the hardest lessons. Or the ones that didn't feel the best. So she would be my most influential. Like, or I'd say had an effect on me the most. And after her, I would say it was Lee Nika. Oh, I could yeah, see, see, I could probably see Lee Nika, yeah, just because, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a cool cat, too. I like him. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I deserve whatever I got, like, probably high school, being stuff. <laughs> He actually, to me, he was, um, (laughs) when I was, when I was going through whatever I was going through in my senior year, he was one that like, he knew, but he didn't know how to communicate or help me or to try to get me, you know what I mean? So he was, he would try to do things around about way. And I thought, like, I, I noticed it then, but now I'm, you know, I can, I'm clear. And I was just like, wow, you know, like, when other people either they didn't see or they just ignored that shit, you know? He didn't. He was like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. And, and I wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't talk about it. So that kept them, kept him in a place where it wasn't much he could do. Mhm. Yeah. But I made it through. I got my scholarships. I did, and I went on to college and and experienced a lot of the same things that I experienced in high school. So, when do you all think that y'all started to change patterns, or change patterns from? Because our high school experience, we we pretty much raising each other. We, we we shared that before, and I was like, I was like, sometimes I'm like, man, not to just credit my parents because they pay for it, but I was like, man, I feel like I raised myself mm-hmm. <laughs> seventh grade to twelve. <laughs> we did. Crazy, but I felt like I was under my parents' thumb, even oh, even everybody would. So you know, I didn't. I felt like I didn't get. A, they were so dang on strict. I didn't get away from them. So I don't feel like I had an opportunity to raise myself at all. I wish I probably wish I had that experience. Yeah. Because like I was 21, y'all, I was 21, had my own apartment that they paid the rent for. But if I came home for the weekend, I had to be in the house at one o'clock. I'm 21 years old. Like, why? <laughs> Did so, you keep accepting them paying the rent? Oh, yeah, I was going to accept them paying the rent because I didn't want to pay it. I didn't want to live in what I could afford. So, yeah, 
that's why you was home at one o'clock. <laughs> no, I just wouldn't come home. I just wouldn't if if I wanted to come home and hang out. I just wouldn't go to their house. I mean, this way is around stuff. Yeah, but that was I thought that was ridiculous. If you could change anything about Piney Woods, what would you change? I wouldn't change anything from when I was there. I would change the dire straits that they're in now financially because I think that under the right leadership and with the right staff, Piney Woods can be a very positive thing for a lot of people. Um, we were exposed to so many different cultures and things like that. I think it's a good thing personally within my children because I want to raise mine myself but I think it's good I don't regret me going and I think that it should be available to other kids and I don't think that the rate they're going now they it's not going to be there really think that yeah I do I mean I know they're financially stuff, but I just I don't know I just I just never thought I thought it would be there forever just like it was for us you know what I mean there are less than a hundred students there were way there were like yes there were like I saw Lindy McLeod um, and I wanted to say like there was like 60 kids or 40 kids like it's it's very low numbers is Will still there? yes he is and I looked it up I researched it they had like when when um uh, Dr. Jones left. They had seven million dollars. What happened to all that money that quick? I don't know because that was in the late seventies. Baby scandal. <laughs> Whatever. He's so silly. He's so, so baby scandal. Beaties. Payouts. Doctor Beaties. That is actually something that Miss Beatty. I think it should be a a real conversation. Then maybe it should be our class. The wards. Our classes should be talking about you crazy as hell. Um, <laughs> right. I didn't know he was still there. I knew he was there, but I didn't know Will was still there. I thought that they were in an election and they just elected new people. I think they are now, aren't maybe they? They, just, they just, yeah, like they maybe. just sent an email out maybe two weeks ago. Remember how I was telling you? Well, no, I just remember seeing something about this, like, this new black Oh no, that was for the alumni association. Just yeah, I thought that was for the alumni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, okay, because I thought I thought the same thing. I was like, they're replacing Will, and I was like, oh no, they're not. They're just alumni. Yeah. Hmm. And I never seen anything finding with something to where that <laughs> came from or why I even opened it. But I said, where's Maxine? Anybody know how to get in contact with her? <laughs> hey, that's hey. There we go. That money. I'm telling you. You should have asked House. I talk, I did yeah. talk to him. He told me I need to forgive. I said I can forgive. I forgave. I said, but people still got to be held accountable. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he told me that uh, McLeod is his uh, grand, his godmother. <laughs> McLeod? Yeah. Jamal. Lindy McLeod. Yeah, Lindy McLeod is one of his kids' godmother. How did that happen? I didn't even know they knew each other. I mean, because it was conceived, <laughs> then it was Jamal. Yeah, and then they I don't know. Because you are oh, he's the remember, oldest house in between, I think, or something like that. Yes, he's he's a middle brother, but he had a son that went to school there. His son that got killed went to school at Piney Woods. Yeah, Reggie went. Yeah, so they still. That's how he had a relationship. Yeah, but still, Godmother. I mean, like the whole like literally, I can't tie him to any experiences with the choir, the McLeod, or anything. This is why. why. This is why. 
if his son was connected to her, then uh-huh. oh, okay. What I know Jalel to be is, yo, my kid feeling you. I love him. He love you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, and didn't he graduate before me? So I know. Look, I ain't look. I don't know that, but that's just what I, what I do know of him. That's how I saw it. Without him having to explain, or I ain't ask no questions. That's just how I figured it happened. Yeah, I mean, I can yeah. see it now. Just when you said that, I was like, because we know they were, they weren't cool, but they weren't not cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just weren't mm-hmm. quiet. Yeah, right. I mean, and yeah, I mean, you couldn't control yeah. them, boy. On the weekends, open up the gym and stuff like that for like the, you know, what I mean, for people to play. So I'm, I mean, yeah, everyone knew Miss Mac, but. I just see that type of connection. You couldn't control them boys. They wasn't trying to be that like that. Didn't Kasim join the choir too? Try to keep eye on Paige. <laughs> he tried. Yes, Kasim did join the choir. He did. <laughs> he did. He's like, I'm tired of these fools going on these trips. I come back and I ain't got no woman. <laughs> right. You know what? That was his thing. <laughs> He's like, I'm go- I'm joining the choir. I'm about to keep an eye on my boo shoes. Howard ain't about to swoop me here on these little week trips in Florida. She <laughs> <laughs> went back and forth between y'all like mm-hmm. so many times. It right? seemed like because I have a prom picture, and I was like, but then when people think, I was like, oh, that's your profile. So I was like, dude, like on and off between like she take back. I'm like, all right, cool, and then. You go back to conceive, and then and all the brothers. Now you see, he's the one to fight me. But I'm, we never got into it, but he. I don't think I was his friend. Him, Amar, Omar, whatever. None of them was probably like they probably yeah, that nigga Howard in there trying to smash all our women. It's <laughs> <laughs> a god thing. I don't, even, I don't even have memories yeah. like that. It wasn't like no player thing to me. I just, I mean, I, I had you know, I, I was feeling things. I mean, I thought you know, she she's going bouncy. So, what would you say the woods gave you that you can give back to the world now? Or that you're giving back to the world now through what you do. Oh, that's easy for me. Like structure and discipline. You know what I mean? Because when I think of like you know the woods, I always think that like the one like not like OCD, but I think by living in that like small environment and always having like roommates and like you know I, I like I don't know just like just like the discipline I and mean, the structure. I think, and then I joined the military, which same thing almost in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, Piney Woods allowed me to grow in my own skin and not be so confined to expectations um, that were put on me. And it allows, it expo- I was exposed to a lot of different cultures and things. Because I used to talk to, I was scared of the VIs, but I used to talk to the the boys, but I used to talk to the uh, <laughs> the um the people from Ethiopia, you know, I used to talk to noon and it just being exposed to all those different cultures and different life experiences. Like I was amazed to know that. Get up, get up, get up, get up. So yes, quite a bit of conversation and memories around Piney Woods. I can share quite a few memories around Piney Woods with you, but what I will, and 
doing and in doing such would lead me away from our true objectives. But what I will leave you with so that we are aware that some of my most influential experiences and life-changing moments happen at this school, away from my parents, away from a certain type of influence. And it was there when I became a master. I am an 11. Piney Woods is where a lot of Piney Woods students became masters. I'm sure most of them are not aware of it. We had, we raised each other. We taught each other. We learned from each other, both peer groups and the adults that were there in order to survive whether it was to not go home from embarrassment, uh, running or leaving a situation, wanting the status that graduating from a type of school like Piney Woods Country Life School gave you, you knew once you graduated from there that you were going into college. Students that were, that came there for that purpose, like, most of the abroad students from abroad, like the Africans, the Islanders, and a handful of students from other, actually, continents. But they were all black. That kind of experience, it's a shame to see something like that disappear. And to me... That would lead me to ask the question, why? Now, it's a couple of things that come up for me. Back in the day when I was there, you would never think that Piney Woods would be going anywhere. It would only get stronger. And at that time, it was funded by a lot of rich white men. Charles Schultz. Uh, Joan Carolyn Camp. Speaking of which... That was a program and a scholarship that I was on when I was at Piney Woods. And I thought that they continued relationships. When I started this podcast, I did research and saw that Joe had a, his podcast. I started following the podcast, reached out to him, and knowing that I was going to get support from him, dude told me, hey... We don't give to students after Piney Woods. Good luck. <laughs> I know that's not true. Again, become curious. Why is the school in a dire need for money now? Are they still giving? Is the system still the same? For me, it seems as though things have been accomplished. When I look at the bigger picture, I'm not just looking at the things most black folk look at. You got to be able to have that, that worldview and the view of the world. And when you know thyself, you will see that. Why would an institution like Piney Woods be failing, falling? 
Is it lack of alumni support? If so, again, become curious and start asking those hard questions, which leads to difficult conversations. I believe most of the Piney Woods alumni students, especially the students that I graduated with and before me, are more afraid to have these conversations, these real conversations, to promote a change, to change the narrative, because we know, we know the shit that took place that shouldn't have, whether it came from students, adults, or whatever, that now creates a bigger situation that we all talk about, all the students Say, oh, it's such a, it'd be such a shame to see that type of experience die. There's a lot of people that still thought that Piney Woods was for bad kids. They didn't know it was a college prep. They didn't know about the type of things we experienced. We were, we were fucking like mutants up in there. <laughs> mutants being trained, X-Men and X-Women. That's who we were. Who and what we were. So, I'd say fear drives them away from the conversation or a lack of a real interest for the school to survive because there's a lot of shit that people feel like should not have happened. So maybe an institution like that shouldn't exist. It's a lot of things that people want to, it's called chanting Babylon down. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's real. So Again, y'all check out that uh check out that book Art of War, The Art of War. In so many ways. <laughs> and if I had to fight a giant, I'm gonna find a different way like he did. I'm gonna give me a goddamn slingshot and bust him upside between the eye. Okay? <laughs> I invite any Piney Woods Country Life School alumni to these conversations are you really ready to be in the face of joy (laughs) truth are you really ready for the new world and to give back give back in a way that strikes a curiosity a curiosity for people to become curious in piney wood there's definitely a lot more that needs to be said shared and discuss around Piney Woods Country Life School and schools like Piney Woods for our students. Our students that that don't have parents that want to raise them. Let us care enough about our institutions and our people to fund them ourselves. There was a a friend of mine, her father, as as a child, I knew that this man knew something that we didn't know. I would love to pick his brain and find out what his resistance with Piney Woods was. This has been another episode of True Chat, Today's Temperature. And I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds. Signing off and out. Peace.
We'll be right back.